1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live uh, at Five, yeah. Live at Five. Wow. Uh, they arrested the guy that unleashed all that information about this, that, and the other thing. And holy mackerel, there's a picture of him. He looks like a choir boy. Just a kid, 21 years old, cuffed and led out of his mother's Massachusetts home. Boy, I can't wait for... I don't know, it's just it's, it's screams of like, uh, you know, like a Matthew Broderick movie. But um, it's real. It's happened, uh, and it's it's um, it's yet another chapter in America that we will talk about here on a local show. <laughs> uh, so you already know about this. The FBI arrested suspected Pentagon leaker, 21 years old. This kid's working, you know, somehow or other with top secret stuff. Air National Guard member. Do they give access to everybody? Why don't they give it to like Jason Trainer while they're at it? Because ultimately, he's on the phone. He wants to explain his situation, but I'll get to that in a bit. 21 years old today, cuffed and led out of his mother's Massachusetts home for dumping top-secret intelligence docs in Discord uh, uh, a chat room uh, in one of America's worst security breaches. Uh, and this is just the beginning, and I know Mayor Jeff Graham and Hotline host talked about it at length today, but it's brand new, so we really don't know a lot of things other than the fact that uh, this is all the you know makings of a, of a movie. But, you know, a damage, whatever, maybe he's just pushing the envelope. But from what I can understand, he had no ill intentions. He's just a kid. He had access to stuff that he shared with other kids younger than him on some gamer site. And this has been going on for a long time, like eight, nine months. And they finally, someone finally said, hey, I think this guy knows something about Vladimir Putin. You should know about this. Like, what? This just goes to show whatever someone says, oh, the U.S. government, boy, they know everything you're doing. No, they don't. They don't have a clue. They, they let, we, remember, we're the country that let a balloon fly over our contiguous United States and did nothing about it. And this kid's been shedding all types. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Boy, I feel bad. Plus, last night, we'll get into it because Jason has to explain his plight and why ultimately things are not going well with his campaign right now. Jason, how you doing, my friend? Hey, good. I'm going to make it short. I'm not going to take a lot of your time up, but Jane Baker yeah. is... The mother of Cliff only okay. that has filed a injunction against me. Wait a minute. Is she, it, it, oh, just so I get clarity on all this, Miss Baker is Cliff only's mother? 
Yes. And she's the one that's been doing the audits that's been in the news lately? I think so. That's I talked to uh, Craig Fox, and it seems kind of strange that Cliff, a couple months ago, blocked me on Facebook Messenger. Hmm. So I couldn't talk to him. So he did that illegally. Um, a city the size. I have a lot of questions. My question is, it wasn't any backroom deals, wasn't any money passed along this golf course deal, or did anyone get any special favors and deals? Jason, I got Jason. I got to interrupt. Okay, Jason. Jason, Jason, you got to listen to me, okay? Because here's 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 the thing. You can go off on the on what Cliff has done and what he represents, but that doesn't get you anywhere. You just have to speak up on behalf of accusations made against you. Is it true or not? In as far as you petition, okay. So Um, explain why it's not true. Well, I'll I'll say this much, Glenn. All the signatures on the petition are from people inside the city. I never, ever signed any petition of another person's name on my petition. Gotcha. It was all from uh, residents inside the city. Okay, so with the video and, and information and the news reports we're getting from uh, uh, from grassroots reports, and for that matter, Channel 7 and other sources, uh, when they, and they say, hey, look at this, we had one candidate call in, you know who that is, uh, and he said, well, I had a clipboard issue, um, so were they just talking about him? But there's three others, including Mr. Spaziani, and I believe someone else. So what, what's their beef about your petitions, if you can explain that, uh, Jason? Well, I, I believe because I'm running and the disagreements I had with Cliff, I believe it's a particular so, hit job. Okay. So I'm a threat to this, uh, the mindsets inside this city. Right. And my policies, I believe, will work. And they don't like me. They're out to get me. Okay, That's wait, but, but but okay. First of all, I just got information, valuable intel that might answer your question because you were unsure whether or not um, the the woman involved with this, doing the so-called audits, uh, is in fact not Cliff uh, Only's mother. It's Cliff Lashway's mother. Okay, it's still <laughs> a relative. Never mind. Of family, correct. No, it's, it, there's two different Cliffs. Cliff Lashway and Cliff Only are completely different bloodlines. Well, I, I heard on news article that it was related to the Cliff family <laughs> when I heard the news article. Okay, you, you heard like the first part of that article, like, and they're related to Cliff. Oh, I just hung up. Whoa, there's only one Cliff. No, actually, there's two. No, it's Cliff Only. It's his mom. That's the way it is. Sorry. Um, but unfortunately, Jason, it was not. It was Cliff Lashway's mom um, who's doing this. So, okay. it, yeah. whoever it may be, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but what, the, what but but that just goes against my... what your accusation about Cliff and him feeling threatened by you. Now that we know it's not Cliff only, then that, that kind of negates what you said, Jason. Well, right, uh, Glenn. It doesn't matter to me. There's people I'm a threat to the mindset inside this city. Right. And the policies I want to put through, whether it be Cliff or whoever it may be. <laughs> yeah, we got to get rid of Cliff. talk to me <laughs> right. and, and ask me questions <laughs> of my policy, I have an open line. Right. You don't need to go beyond my back. You don't need to say accusations that are not true. Right. All the people that signed my petition are the individuals that signed it. Right. I never, ever signed one of them. So, okay. They all signed. We're, we're going to go out on a limb and say that this is clearly a Jason Trainer, uh, Bill Clinton moment uh, with respects to Monica Lewinsky. So I'm going to have you say that again. 
Did you, or is there any type of wrongdoing with respects to your petitions, Jason Trainer? Go. No. Oh well, you got to no put your hand up. You got to you got to put your hand up though at the podium and say, "I have never had any relations with any <laughs> well, petition." Well, Glenn, yeah. I, I believe this. I'll leave it at this, right. my friend. Right. I'm a threat to the mindsets. This Jane Baker, and whoever she is, I would say, call me up. I have open line. Cliff's mom. So whatever reason why you put a uh, open petition against me hmm. or audit or whatever you did, right. please talk to me. Don't go beyond my back and right. say allegations that are not true. Um, they're not true. Right. I don't do dirty deeds, nor do I sign petitions. I follow laws. I follow the rules. And my wife knows that. No, I know you do. And your wife is very lovely and very intelligent, by the way. Congratulate her. She is. She, you know, she's an engineer. She's, she's the best part of my life, and she puts up me, but she has a beautiful heart. She knows I mean well. So, so Cliff, I will still do a write-in uh, candidate. So oh, it's still going to be in this race. Right. I ask people, please don't talk to me on my back. If you have questions about who I am, right. call me. So wait a minute, wait, wait. Uh, are you... Are you Four seven five zero. Okay, so are you officially out of the, the the running then because of this? And now you're now you're writing like like uh, like Watson, Randy Watson. Sorry. Yes, I'm doing the writing because I didn't get enough signatures. Did you call up the hotline show today? Because I, I missed the good part part of it. Did you call up Jeff today? No, I didn't call. Up. Oh, okay. But I, I talked <laughs> to Greg Fox. I could t- I could, could just imagine what Jeff would say. Um, Craig Fox. He understands my heart and he right. believes. Me. No, I know. And Craig, Nothing Craig is a good I did guy. was yeah. wrongdoing. Now, this Gene Baker, you have my number. Right. So please right. don't talk on my back. You can run, but you can't hide. Questions. Jason, good luck, and we will talk to you again. Your campaign continues, but of course, what hotline host and former Jeff Mayer would say, well, uh, with the exception of Ogdensburg, that's just not going to happen. 755. <laughs> Sorry. But Jason, uh, I'm glad, and thank you very much for calling in and being very candid today. You too, Clint. Thank you very much, sir. Nope, you nope. have a great day. Yes, you too. You too. There you go. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, this whole fiasco with signatures, this right. thing is getting crazy. What's not crazy in, in Watertown? Oh, my God. It doesn't end, uh, Donnie. It doesn't stop. Uh, this is what happened. On Friday, I got a phone call um, from Seth. You know who Seth is. Yes, yeah, Seth. Yes, yeah, Seth, of course. So, and he tells me, that one of the candidates has forged signatures. And at first he didn't really want to say his name, and I said, well, just send me a picture. Send me a picture of these petitions that are being alleged that they're forged. Because he got a phone call from Cliff Lashway's mother. Right, right, right. Not Cliff Only's right, mother. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. So there's no pictures, you know, so I said, you know what, Seth, go down to the Board of Elections and pick up these petitions. So he goes down there, grabs the petitions, we look at them, and of course we discovered the three and a half pages that look like they're all the same signatures. And I said, okay. I said, the only way to determine, I said, we we got to pick some people on here and go to their, go over there and right. ask them. Right. So that's what we did. We went over and we asked, I don't know, six or seven people, um, and they all confirmed that it wasn't their signatures. Hmm. Now, there's no way of knowing of who did it? Was it Brian? Was it someone doing it to help or hurt his petitions? Right. Don't know. But as soon as I heard the rumor, I looked into it, and I asked, 
And the only way to determine it was to ask the people. Right. Okay, and, fine. But did you have to pay to get the petitions in the first place, or did you just... Um, yeah, Seth did. So when Seth went down, he had to pay for the copies of them. It's like $41. The only it... reason why we went down and pulled his was because that's the rumor we heard on Friday. And All right. I was like, so, well, but we got to look into that. Does this, true. does this apply to, uh, to Jason, though? So I don't know. I, I didn't, we didn't have his pulled. Um, I guess the... The Baker lady did. Mess. I guess she pulled his. Yeah. Um, I looked at uh, Patrick Hickey's and and I looked at Brian Watson. Right. Those are the two that I looked at. Right. All right. All right. Well, we know about Brian. Brian's you know at this point a write in. Looks like uh, our friend Jason Trainer, who who basically threw his hat in the ring like five years ago. He's a, he's a write in now. Uh, yeah, I'm not really quite sure what the controversy with his petitions are. And who, um, who are the other I'm two? I'm not sure. Who are the other two, uh, uh, Donnie, on men on the street? So, uh, Leonard Spangiani was thrown in there. I yeah. don't know what's going on with his. Yeah, what's going on there? There was a redaction on his name in yeah. one of the media statements. Right. And, so, who, and then who was the other one? I forget who the fourth one was. Someone's texting me. There's a fourth one. I know that. Anyone who knows the fourth one, give us a shout. We're at a... I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't know if uh, the police are going to get involved. Nah, they don't. Come on. Is involved. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but... Someone took a chainsaw just, to an apartment. You think they're going to get on this? It's just, wow, things got out of hand for somebody. Right. All right. Well, if you find out the fourth name, text it to me. I'm just curious. And by the way, remember when you uh, first interviewed uh, uh, Spaziani at, at City Hall and he put the vanilla... Yeah. <laughs> That's, just, that's one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. That's hilarious. He put a vanilla folder over his face. And then weeks later, everyone said, oh, this guy's going to be the he's, he's the, he's the voice of reason. He's the, he's the Italian from the flats. And then he's calling Mayor Jeff Smith a dictator. I was like, oh, God, what happened there? And they passed on me in that whole process. Glenn, oh, he's too right. dangerous. So, I mean, I don't know what um, yeah. Kizani's chances are. I mean, he had a go at it already, but... Right. Who knows? I mean, he does. As long as he can get on the ballot, he might have a fair chance of doing something. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, if you find out the force, give me a shout, uh, Donnie. All right. No problem. Uh, I'll talk to you. So yeah, anyway, man. that's Donnie. And so the again, the national our national story, and not not to labor it, but uh, I was trying to figure this out. They they arrested the kid that unleashed all that information. But what's interesting is that you'll find out more and more about what he knew and how he uncovered it. And what's interesting, it's very, it's not like, you know, it's not going back in time, um, you know, where, you know, we're talking about Hillary Clinton's, uh, you know, emails. It's talking about, like, for instance, Vladimir Putin is receiving chemotherapy, according to the, uh, according to some of the reports that he un- unveiled. And so I can't get into it now. This is obviously a, a new story. I don't know how, I, apparently the FBI just found out about this guy about a week ago. And uh, which led me to say earlier how, you know, oh, the government knows every step you're taking. No, they, they have no clue what you're doing. So keep up the good work. You know, and if they did, they would stop everyone from shooting someone because we would understand where one's mental capacity is the moment they decide to buy some type of weapon. And within five, six days later, they're going to use I mean, I, I guess getting back to what happened in Kentucky and for that matter, Tennessee and the scores of others, it seems like there's a, there's a trend. And I think if you put all the data together you would discover that a lot of these people that do these shootings have purchased their guns within a short period of time prior to that. 
So just like we do trends and analyses at any given time in business, we do focus groups, we, we try to attack things with data that's available to us in history and cases and people's experiences. Um, when someone buys a decent, a first time, for instance, Glenn Curry hasn't registered or bought a gun in his life, just like this guy. Now, this guy the other day was a lot younger than Glenn Curry. He was 24 years old, I believe. But if you buy an AR-15, AR-10, and some whatever, and you're a first-time buyer, and I know the whatever the NRA would be up in arms, up in arms about this, and boy, this this is a violation of your rights. But I think that's where you know some, some people are just you know that's going to be a red flag. I, I I I hate to say it, but you never hunted before in your life. You weren't a police officer. You weren't in the military. You weren't part of the, you know, the uh, the NRA in any given way, and all of a sudden now you're buying a gun, and it seems like that seems to be the growing trend. You get pissed off. This kid, for instance, was apparently going to lose his job. Oh, he worked there for two years. Oh my God, I'm going to shoot everybody. He was depressed. Oh my goodness gracious. Now there's no excuse to shoot anyone in an office place or anywhere, even if you've been working there for 40 years. But he's working there for two years. Boy, I'm going to be a disgrace. Everyone's going to mock me. I, I can't live this way. I came out of a good college. I had good grades. I had girlfriends. And now I've been fired. I'm no loser. Other people are going to have to pay the price. I'm going to go home and get myself a gun. Just a thought. A lot of people probably disagree with that. Because there's a lot, and needless to say, the better percentage of people going out buying guns today are doing it to defend themselves and should not be held responsible for the actions of others. But... You gotta admit, it it is a telltale sign, a red flag. So that might be a good way of looking at things. Not that you gotta follow someone who just purchased a gun somewhere. Well, you should start asking questions. Like you never bought a gun before. Why are you buying this type of gun now? That's the question. Call me nuts. I said, oh boy, you're supposed to be conservative, but I I just you know again, there's there's so much you can say about. Look, I'm not gonna go out on the floor of the Tennessee legislative uh, 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 floor. And start ranting and raving like 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 a, 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 a Malcolm X wannabe. Tucker, for instance, had that. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but he's the legislator that was expelled from the uh, from the chambers last week after he and two other uh, Democrats in the in the chambers made a big deal about uh, you know uh, Tennessee's gun laws. And Tucker had this kid from 2016 at some college I never heard of. And a video of himself trying to, you know, win favor over students to why he should be, I'm assuming, uh, uh, class president or, you know, the, the guy running things in high schools, colleges do this all the time. And he went out of his way to do this nice video ad of himself and how he wanted to be inclusive, how he wanted to have liberal voices and conservative voices all get together. And we'd have one great, uh, you know, uh, uh, community together and I'll be in charge. And when you look at him, he's dressed in a beautiful suit. He's a good looking guy. His hair, you know, everything re- refined. It looks, he looked like a politician. That was in 2016. So from that video, Tucker goes right to what this maniac on the floor talking like Martin Luther King. And, and again, doing a horrible job. Just talking like, I shouldn't say Martin Luther King because that's, a dis- that's really putting down Dr. King. But more or less, I guess, like Al Sharpton. So he goes from this, hey, I want to get along with you. Vote for me in college. Six, seven years later, oh! we need to get rid of the guns he's got this big afro he looks he looks like oscar gamble for the yankees and even the people standing next to him 
His own, you know, his own brothers and sisters were standing right next to him, and they were looking at him like, "Does this guy? Is this guy for real?" And they can't say anything, but the look on one particular woman, she's sitting right, standing right next to him, looking at him at the podium, because they took over the chambers. That's why they kicked him out to begin with. It was almost like a scene out of January sixth, only with much more, uh, you know, of a, a, a dangerous tone, in my opinion. So it's amazing how you go from this, you know, tranquil kid, and all of a sudden, seven years later, you're Malcolm X. That's that's what the elite created. They created BLM and they created this whole emboldened society where this guy thinks he can get away with it. And I'm so thankful that Tucker Carlson showed what he truly was and what he truly wants to be. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. Yeah. It's Danny Francis. A question. Yeah. It may be relevant, it may not be, but it was to me just here. The last caller was talking about challenging the petitions and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Is he a city resident? Um, oh, 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 no, he's not. Are you talking about Donnie? The person that was involved in checking the signatures, what have you. Is he a city resident? Um, mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting confused, Danny, because I can't remember who just I called me. I think that's an important question, though. Why? Why is that important? Can't you just be a concerned citizen like Duffman, who, who's concerned more concerned with Watertown than people who actually well, live in Watertown? I think there's some legal parameters here. Uh, I, I'm a concerned citizen, too, but can I go to California and challenge a congressional district out there or something? Well, actually, you can. I, I mean, Don, Rosie O'Donnell, for instance, spent a lot of money getting John Fetterman elected in Pennsylvania, so you can look at it that way, Don, uh, Danny. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, know, I don't know the parameters of all that, but I'm just curious as to why a person, particularly a city, a city, a city council race, right. uh, would want to get it so deeply involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard Jason's call, and I heard what he said about uh, not forging any signatures, not signing anybody else's name, and he had valid signature from everybody in the city. Right. Uh, so apparently he was still challenged off, and I don't know what, I guess he didn't have enough. Or I, 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 I thought he had I, I, I got the I got the uh, idea, at least today, just moments ago, that uh, based on the findings and that he is it clarified himself as a writer now. So I guess, no, I guess I he's out of the picture. Yeah. yeah. Be, well, it, this is going to be pretty, pretty testy here. Uh, we're starting to get, you know, I know we're a local, a local area, local politics and yeah. you know, all the concern. I understand the whole, I understand the whole gamut. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're getting in some uh, old expression we used to use when I was stationed in Korea. We're getting in some deep chemistry here. Well, yeah, uh, but, but you know what, Danny, I think, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a little ugly, but um, well, I think it's people. A little ugly, but I wonder how how founded it is, it may, or whether it's unfounded so much. Well, I mean, l- l- what they have found so far might, you know, people might question the process uh, leading up to this, like two years ago or four years ago. Like maybe there's people in city politics, or for that matter, state politics, that are illegitimate. They didn't get the the, the, the you know the, the right signatures. So maybe these two people are are raising a question, not just for this uh, political season, but yeah, for past political seasons. They said they they looked at several pages and and some of the signatures were exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, that's person. bad. That, that's like saying, you know, uh, signed that's by Horshack's mother. Error. Yeah. Uh, extremely troubling, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't look at it. I know. I was well, I mean, if you hear if you hear Jeff talk, and he makes a lot of sense. Anyone who's going to do that more than likely is not a qualified candidate to begin with. So, but others people say like, well, but it also t- uh, uh, 
tampers with the whole primary process where votes are lost from one potential candidate that makes it into the final mix. You see what I'm saying, Danny? I, I don't like to make assumptions because you know the deficit. I know, I know. But right now there's people that, well, one— I'm wondering if some of those candidates who are—I'll use the term loosely, and I don't, I don't mean to uh, insult any of them, are novices when it comes to politics. Oh, they all are. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know the exact rules on getting the signatures and things. I, I'm not saying they did. Or right. Didn't, but I'm just saying as as a possibility. Right. And 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 none of them. I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen anyone challenge uh, petitions in Watertown. So, you know. So I don't know. I don't know about the past. Uh, no. I, I I've been doing this a while. I've never heard a petition. And I don't think I think Jeff would say the some same. Some of the accusations are being made on. Uh, Signatures looking exactly like they've been signed by the same person. Right. Out, out of city ones, yeah, they should be invalid. There's no doubt about that right. because it's a city race. You can't have uh, signatures on there from somebody from Carthage or something. No. So I understand that, but I don't know how how widespread that was. But apparently, it, some people are making that accusation. No, I know. So right. this, this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty serious stuff here. No, of course it is, but it makes for good. It makes for golden radio discussions. That's for sure, Danny. Danny, I gotta go. I gotta do a well, break. You also gotta get the other side of the coin. That's why I flipped that coin. No, I understand. See what I understand. the other side is. Yeah. I, all right. Well, all right. we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Danny. That's Danny's concern, but I don't think it's a big deal. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, the other guy was Spider. Spy. Oh, of course, Spider. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Spider. Isn't that Cliff Lashway is his boss? Right. Right. But I'm sure, I'm sure that Cliff Lashway, I'm sure everybody, you know, he'll, he'll really increased his chances of winning with everybody in the city knowing his mommy's on the job. <laughs> so can I ask a question? I mean, if it, 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 how, it's got to be an awkward moment. I mean, I know, you know, spider, spider, we know spider. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll even refrain from using words instead of even trying to use the right words. Right. Art, spider, and Jason, and... Right. Brian Watson. Aren't they sort of all in the same? Uh, be careful. Mindset. I don't know where I don't know where you're gonna go with that, but I I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, but you know what I'm trying. But but here's the thing. If so, if I guess if you were, if you, I mean, if you really felt that threatened by Jason Trainer and Spider, right? That, that's just. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is kind of weird that, you know, again, speaking outside, despite the fact that I'm on live radio here. So, but, you know, here it is. Your mom finds out that the, your employee is running for an office and he's not. I mean, that is, that is a little odd. That's for sure. That's odd. Yeah. So we got to get down to the bottom of that. I don't know if we can or if we want to, to tell you the truth. But, okay, so based on that, real quick, you're, you know what's going on here. Uh, who are the top four, in your opinion? I'll give you my. Uh, I'll give you my opinion. I mean, I know who I'd like to see Ben Schoen. Well, okay. Let's just let's just. I mean, whether you like it or not, I hate the Houston Astros, but I I will always forever say they're going to be a contender in the postseason. I can't stand them, but they're always a contender. So, who's going to be the top four in your in your opinion? Uh, well, who's run? Jeez, uh, who's running? All right, I'll tell you. Uh, right, Ben Schoen. And then I'll have to say yeah. Spaziani, despite the fact that Spaziani is part of this whole foursome. Well, uh, I mean, he was, already, he was already in there. I thought he had a great shot at it. Yeah, right, right. But now he's got to actually get the petitions instead of people saying, yeah, you're a lot less controversial than that Glenn Curry is. Sure, you can have the job. Just don't call the mayor a dictator. I will. Okay, so anyway, uh, now, but I would still say he's part of the process. So it's been... Spaziani, just like you said, because he was there, and he's got a, you know, he's got ruffled some feathers with apparently some accusations on his petitions. So there's two, and then I'd have to say Miss Blevins is three, 
And then, of course, you got to put in T.J. Babcock. That's four. Am I missing someone? I think I am. There might be a fifth one that's good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think there's one or two others we're missing. Oh, we sure are because there's ten total. But you know, after after this audit, there'll be like two people left. <laughs> I mean, I mean now, people. What about the mayor's race? I think Sarah wins that. Well, I mean, there's only two. Yeah, there's it will be no primary, which is which is interesting. Uh, which which means because at this point, if the if the election were tomorrow, yes, more than likely Sarah would win based on the golf course. But since there's no primary, that opens up the door for another four or five months at least of something to go wrong in Sarah's court or something comes up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that's saying that's going to happen. When, when she ran for city council, uh, if you remember, she got an enormous amount of votes, and I believe Jeff Graham's the one that called her like the most popular girl in town. Without question. <laughs> So, so the amount of votes she got. So. Right, right. And yes, and just like, you know, uh, here it is, uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon uh, won by more votes than anyone else uh, in, in 1972, up until that point at least. Uh, four months later, he, he was expelled. I mean, he had to resign because of Watergate. Actually, it was longer than that. But nonetheless, that you know what I'm saying. So you have... Um, you have Elisa at the top of the game because of her the votes that she grabbed in that one year uh, when she went for re-election. She looked like, wow, Elisa clearly is going to be uh, a prospect for mayor, making her the first female mayor in Watertown history. But nobody knew at that point that the golf course would be a big, big challenge for her future as mayor. So that same thing is true for anything that happens between now and since there's no primary. There's, you know, you, the primaries give you so much data, so much information to what the general election is going to look like. But now that that's not going to happen, now you have to look at it like, well, anything can happen between now and November. But at, at this point, yes, yeah, Sarah definitely has the edge because of the, yeah, no, no question about it, no doubt. So, but anyway, I got to do a, I got to do a commercial break. I've been so derelict in my duties. But thank you, my friend. I'll All talk right, to thanks, you. Thanks, Good for your analysis. Uh, good stuff. We'll be back after this. My mommy and daddy love their FX. See L.A. Quarry on Facebook. Uh, remember, L.A. Quarry and Lafarge were owned and uh, locally owned by the Thompson family. Stone, sand, and topsoil delivery or pickup. Give them a shot at any given time, even if it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Call them up, 315-658-2004, and demand that they deliver stone, sand, and topsoil to your location. Uh, and also, you can see L.A. Quarry uh, from space. If you, if you, <laughs> I say that a lot. And you say that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name the movie. L.A. Quarry, Lafargeville, 315-658-2004. And uh, bear in mind, uh, inflation is everywhere, except you won't see it at Widget Auto Sales. That's because they are the inflation fighters. Uh, Widget Auto Sales knows what inflation is and doing to your bottom line. And that should not prevent you from purchasing a vehicle you truly need right now. Uh, so they have 19 banking institutions that will work hard for you to get the price and terms that work for you. You won't see inflation at Widget Auto Sales, the used car leader, because they're the inflation fighters. Out of Washington Street or online at WidgetAutoSales.com. And just as a reminder also that on Monday, John Murphy, Attorney John Murphy from uh, Safe Harbor Wills and Trust. Safe Harbor Wills and Trust. Uh, will be coming in tomorrow. No, that was the other day. For more than a decade, blah, blah, blah. He's got his workshops this Monday so you can protect yourself from probate and health care costs when you get old and dying. All the things that you say, nah, it's never going to happen to me. And next thing you know, you're horizontal and, uh, you know, you got a bag next to you. So talk to this guy. No, no, you don't have to pay anything. They have refreshments there. Uh, call him up and give him a shout. I don't have the number on me. But call him up anyway. Uh, that's safeharborwillsandtrust.com. 
All right, so somebody's on the phone. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hey, Glenn. I'm going to go a little bit more national. Yes, go for uh, it. These gun laws yeah, yeah, yeah. that the Democrats want to put in and take everybody's gun away, right. guess Great. what? It's not going to stop what's going on. Of course not, no. If you don't take care of the mental health problem out there and do the red flag laws and check it, these people out, right. You know, we're losing the battle. I agree. Everybody's right to being taken away. Yeah. But, oh, we have to take the guns away because you're not smart enough to use them. Guess what? I have a bottled 94 Winchester. It shot two deer in its entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. And it's a stupid gun because it just sits in my closet. Right. It doesn't kill people. No, I know. No, I get it. But there's something... Here, here's the thing. Nothing's going to be done about it. I, I, I never take sides on it other than I know we have our constitutional right, and I, and I hate the, the, the Beto O'Rourke's of the world that say they're going to take it away. Keith Olbermann says, take their guns away. They're crazy. They all watch NASCAR, and they drink cheap beer. Take them away. That type well, of guy. No, that, drink, yeah. Jack Daniels. No, I understand. But you know where I'm going with that. That's the rhetoric that you're yeah. going to hear, and that's, you're obvious that's not going to happen. But let's go on the other side of the coin for a bit. The kid that shot up six people don't help your life at all. The guy that went in, oh, no. trans or not, that shot up the kids in the school the week before, he doesn't help the NRA at all. There's got to be something. That's why I brought it up earlier. When you find out someone's going out and buying like over $3,000 worth of weaponry and he or she has never purchased that before, that and I and I know what exactly. you just That's said. A red flag. But but here's the other thing about red flags. I can say that you and I are friends, and I could say you said something I disagreed with, and I call up our local FBI or sheriff and say, you know what, this guy has a cachet, and he told me the other day he's. It's almost like a human form of swatting. And yes, you could be held for slander or other things for that. Uh, inciting a riot, whichever. There's so many other legalities behind it. But the red flags open the door for people to, to, to have vendettas against others by saying, oh, you're dangerous to society. You said something to my sister. Therefore, they should take your guns away. That shouldn't happen. But what should happen is, you know, this whole thing is, look, if you're a first-time buyer and then you're going out and for some reason or other you're buying clips. I mean, all these guys, the guy bought it legally. Yeah. And it's just like, it seems like that seems to be the common denominator. If someone can call me up and say, nope, the majority of them, they have them in their gun cabinets and they just go off their meds one day and they start shooting people. No, it's not. It seems to be the same process. So when someone like your brother all of a sudden starts buying guns, not that your brother's going to say that just before he goes into a bank and shoot people. But you know what? If, if, if Glenn Curry goes out and starts buying stuff that he never purchased before, you got to start I'm questioning that stuff. It makes you, yeah, it should make you worried. I, I never had a BB gun. I never have any t- intention of that because I, oh, I, I've always had, I've always had. Guns. Because you are from that culture, I've I never am not. A person, though. Yeah, I've uh, never but gone nuts. No, no, I know, and the, and there's only a, a percentage of a percentage of a percentage that ruin it for the rest of you. And the left, the the the, the Schumers of the world, the Adam Schiffs of the world, the Beto or Rocks of the world, they can't wait till someone. Uh, picks up a gun because then they could just point the finger at everybody uh, that wants the Constitution to remain the way it is. And so there's, uh, I'm not getting anywhere with this because this issue never gets anywhere. Just like the abortion issue never gets anywhere. We'll argue ad nauseum about these things and, and nothing ever results. And the other thing is, is that the Budweiser thing. Yeah, the Budweiser, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you understand that the VP that came up with that idea was 
uh, a trans. She's a trans. Yeah, she was a trans. It was a trans. She was a trans. Yeah, whatever you put it. The woman. The woman yeah, who she no longer works for Budweiser. Oh, are you sure about that? They are five billion dollars. Yeah, Mark. Okay, is she has she been fired though? Yeah, they fired her. Okay, so you're telling me the woman that was on Twitter with the long face. Who, who looks like a member of Jim's tribe, but not. Uh, actually, I looked her up and so forth. You're telling me that she was a man? She was a trans. Are you sure about that? From what I understand. No, I don't think she is. Because there's pictures of baby not, pictures she behind She does her. not work for Budweiser anymore. All right, well, that I can understand. understand. The yeah. parent company of Budweiser right, out of Belgium. has about 150 different brands. Hmm. Yeah, and their most popular was Bud Light. That was the most was. profoundly, yeah, yeah it was. Now they're $5 billion in the hole. Well, unless they can somehow or they get uh, Richard Petty to be their spokesperson tomorrow, they might be able to get it back <laughs> if they were smart. That, well, would be the, that would be the guy I'd call right now. Hey, Richard, yeah, yeah bring your fake teeth not, while you're at it. Not real happy with them. No, not at all. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank yeah. you, as always. Yeah. Well, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, I, you know, it's it's great to get a woman's opinion about Dylan Mulvaney. I was looking on something last night, and she and the, and he he was walking through what appeared to be like a hotel suite. Hi, and she basically said, "Geez, you know, if if a woman did this, acting like a nine year old, she'd be scrutinized. She, you know, people would question her. But somehow, or other, a grown man acting like a nine year old is revered. She, he's he's celebrated. Doesn't make any sense. And the other thing I saw, I mentioned it earlier." What's her face? Rosie O'Donnell. And uh, uh, what, my, she looks like, what's his name? Not, who's, who's the guy with Mike and the man dog? He, I'm, my brain is just, Mike something from WFAN. He's a pain in the neck. He's 70-something years old. He's, he, he was very good at one point. And then he got to be annoying like so many other people. But nonetheless, she looks like him. Mike Francesa. She looks like Mike Francesa. So when she does her own tweets... For some reason or other, I think it's something about something about ugly, repulsive people like Rosie O'Donnell that just love to get put their face in the camera with cold, cold saws and everything, and her round glasses and her Mike Francesca hairdo. And she was this was just a day or so after um, Trump was indicted last week or so. And I wish I could play it for you. I should have had it set up today, but I'll just I'll paraphrase what she said. She basically said, "This is a great day." And, you know, to the cult that follows him, you know, I'm, I feel sorry for you. But when he goes on trial, this will, will reveal everything there is to reveal about who this man is and how dangerous he is to our country. And, and, and she also said, like, in, in New York State, she made it sound like we're the gangsters of the, of the, D, you know, the district attorneys. It's like, yeah, we, you know, when we throw felonies at you, that's the way we do it here in New York. And it, that's kind of funny that she said that because that's whole that's that's what the real lawyers and legal people are looking at. And they're saying like, there's nothing here. These were misdemeanors that were elevated due to you know polit- for political purposes. And that that's that's how she explains it. And she doesn't even know what the freak she, she doesn't know anything more about it than I do. And tell me, I'm telling you right now, and you know this already. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. And they elevated that so that they can make this more. Of, 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 of a big showcase. But that's one of many things that it just, it just doesn't seem to add up. And there was something else I wanted to say, and I just got distracted. But uh, check her out. That's uh, Ro- Don't check her out. Take my word for it. Rosie O'Donnell is just one of so, so many people that for whichever reason, I know he made fun of her. He talked bad about her on the Howard Stern show. Howard Stern talked bad about 
uh, Rosie O'Donnell over the years. David Letterman made a, a, a profound joke about her when the weather was getting nice around this time of year. He said, boy, the weather's so nice in Central Park. We saw Rosie O'Donnell outside shaving her back. And the audience went, went nuts. That was probably back in the early 2000s, maybe the 90s. There's no way in the world David Letterman, if he were on TV today, would ever say that because it would be too insensitive. Oh, I wish I could take that back. Just like Stern, all of a sudden he's all happy about everybody he always made fun of. That made him who he is, who he became. But all of a sudden, no, 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 we can't talk about those people anymore. And if you do, you're a terrible person. It's amazing how the world has changed. It's changed dramatically. So I got to do a commercial break. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. And, uh, <clears throat> and we'll do this. We'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away. Roof looking older than you are. Finding more tiles in your... So I'm watching something here on Channel 9 News. It's a link on Channel... Uh, check that channel. News Junkie. Yeah, the News Junkie channel. <clears throat> that would be interesting. The News Junkie channel. Tonight on News Junkie. So this one man's solution to stop, stop trucks from hitting the OLP bridge. And he says that means to me more bolder signs... This is some guy that, you know, is just a man off the street. Explain. Okay, so he's saying that the signs that they have there are too busy. So when you're traveling in excess of, say, 45, 50 miles an hour in a big-ass truck, you don't see a sign that says vehicles over 10 feet 9 inches uh, are not allowable. Now, without looking at it further into this story on Channel 9, I doubt he comes up with the suggestion that, of course, Glenn Curry has come up with. And again, I'm no engineer. I'm not Jason's wife by any means, building tunnels and all that other stuff. I'm not. But it's not signs, especially at night, especially with a truck driver that just wants to get through his shift and it's not going to pay any attention to the signs. He just wants to get home so he can have a sandwich or get laid or whatever. He's not going to look at a sign. But a truck driver will stop when the top of their truck hits something first before they get under the, uh, the trussle. So first of all, let me set this up. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm jumped into this too quickly. This is about Onondaga Parkway. Once again, yet another truck two, that exceeded the 10-foot, well, 9 inches, whatever it is, a size limit, crashes his top end of his truck into the trestle. This is the steel trestle that's been there for probably 80 years, the train trestle. They, they, because of the road conditions, they can't blast it out. They can't reduce the size, they, this, that, and the other thing. But on, the, on, <laughs> on Route 684 on the Hutchinson River Parkway, leaving the Bronx, going into Westchester, there's a school called Herbert H. Lehman High School, and the highway goes right underneath it. But before you get up to that, and by the way, it's more than 10 feet, uh, 9 inches, I can tell you that much, but it's still relatively low. So what they have there, and this has been there since the 70s when I was a kid going up to Kerhonkson, New York for a vacation, I would notice that they had chains on, uh, hanging from a, you know, a typical you know, interstate sign that you go under. And if your truck hits the chains, that means you have to stop because you're not going to get under the tunnel. It's as simple as that. So changing signs and putting up flashy lights. I, again, I didn't go to Clarkson. I was, I was okay at math, sciences, eh, whatever. But when you see an idea as a young kid, it leaves an impression. It's like, Mom, why are they putting those chains up there? Well, because, well, my mom didn't talk that way. And my father was too busy to talk to me anyway. So someone actually explained it to me. And I never forgot it. So why they don't implement this down in Onondaga Parkway is beyond me. It's embarrassing. 
It's almost embarrassing as a president that allows a balloon to fly over the United States and do nothing about it. How many time, How many months and weeks and months are we going to go through this? And by the way, you and I probably don't care about this because we're not part of the central New York. Uh, but we see this uh, on News Junkie and we see it uh, on uh, SYR. It's just get your act together. Put an overhang and, and put the chains up at 10 feet, 8 inches or 7 inches. If the truck hits that, they have to stop immediately. That's going to stop a truck driver, whether or not he wants that sandwich or wants that girl or mistress, whatever he's waiting to get home for. And I don't blame him, by the way, but it will stop him in his tracks and he won't crash in and, 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 de- and destroy the truck, causing tens of thousands of dollars in damages. And for that matter, getting fired for, for, for doing that. I'm sure a lot of guys have lost their jobs for doing this. No company can be happy knowing that you went under a trestle where you didn't belong to begin with and you damaged one of their fleets or, for that matter, the cargo that's inside it. That's that's not a way to get a raise, that's for sure. Someone's on the phone. Let's see who it is. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. You know, I used to work on highways. Yeah. And um, along 81, there's been many of the bridges that have uh, had the road, not the bridges, the roads have been lowered mm-hmm. because the bridges weren't quite tall enough. Why can't they do that? In Syracuse, I guess it's because that train trestle is so old, you can't have a grade on it like a like you could with a with an auto bridge, uh, because that would mean you would have to go start at a mile earlier. It would cost billion dollars. I I don't know. And then they say the roadbed is on uh, is on bedrock, and they can't blast it. it would cost too much money. It, it's the worst case scenario. But do I make any sense, or am I crazy from what I'm coming up with? Because this isn't my idea. No, no well, anything that that can help. Help the truckers. I mean, there's so many signs there. Right. I don't know how any trucker could not see the first sign. Right. Which says, sure. do not go here because mm-hmm. you're too tall. Right. And then there's a whole bunch of signs yeah. before you hit that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they get in the zone. They don't pay They attention. get in the zone. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, that's a good, best way of putting it. You I, know, that's a proven fact, Glenn. What's that? That... Um, <clears throat> People get into zones while they're driving. Yeah, sure, sure. That's why they and, fall asleep. Uh, you can go by some place that you've gone by 50 times, mm-hmm. and you get on the other side, you're going down the road, and, geez, I wonder when I'm going to hit that place. Right, right. You, you know, you're you already gone. Already yeah, gone by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've done it. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I've done it. I, I know a bunch of guys from Cornell University that did it. They actually wound up. In, I forget where they, they they missed their turn and they they had to go. Back. They missed it by two hours. These are Ivy League guys and they did it. So anyone could do it. You just zone yeah, out. Yeah, or or you yeah. fall asleep, which is even worse. Especially if you have uh, uh what are they uh autopilot? What do they call that? Cruise control. I've never cruise used cruise control. control in my life ever. I would never, ever, oh, so ever. Just, you haven't. I know you don't get new cars, but the new cars have all this, uh, all these controls. Right. Um, I drive them all the time, and they, uh, if you get near either line, sure. it pushes you back mm-hmm. to the middle of the road, and they got that cruise control that um, it's quite a ways back, mm-hmm. and you're coming towards a vehicle. It will almost, it will stop you. Wow. Interesting. And you have to switch over to the passing lane mm-hmm. if you want your speed to pick back up or just step on the gas. That, that's a learning curve. I mean, we got enough older yeah. people crashing into, uh, you know, uh, farmer's markets in their ripe old age. That sounds like a learning curve right there. Not to mention uh, electric cars are a lot different to drive, too. So we better All look right, out Glenn. for it. Yeah, thank you. So I, I, I don't know, uh, autopilot. But anyway, that's my idea. 
If anyone could put that in, in the suggestion box down there in Onondaga Parkway, whatever the frig they call it, that's near Salve, right? Is that not, I don't know. It's, come on, just, just do it. I mean, we're not even talking about something that was done in another country. It was done in Route 684, for crying out loud. It's in the same state. Doesn't anyone from the State Department say, hey, you know what? We've been doing this down, down in New York for the last 50 years. Figure it out. Drop some chains. The truck hits it. That means he's too tall. Anyway, I'm laboring on something that really doesn't matter. We'll talk more about uh, uh, the national stuff and our local races. I want to end off on this, though. If you are a, uh, a candidate for city council, give me a shout because I will be setting up interviews here uh, with the delegated time, allocated time, because uh, we have to be very, very careful about it. We have a huge field. And then, of course, at the same time, I would like to talk to you about, you know, your marketing plans and how you can get the word out, obviously, through, through this, these stations uh, and other things that we can assist you right here at 199 Wealth Avenue. So you know the phone number. You can call us up here, 755-1240. And if you're a guy with legitimate uh, petitions and you know who you are, well, we can help. So I know many of you, but not all of you. So I figured I'd just, uh, you know, talk to you by way of uh, the Live at Five show, which is now being concluded for a Thursday, the 13th of uh, April, uh, 2023. AM 1240 WE10 in Watertown makes us legal. And we'll see you tomorrow next CBS. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. We're learning more about the 21-year-old accused of posting highly classified military documents online. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira. CBS's Nicole D'Antonio. Teixeira is a member of the intelligence wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. He's also reportedly the leader of an online chat group where the documents were allegedly first uploaded. The documents outlined.